0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Watery Desho podcast. We are so happy to have the pleasure of your company. If this is your first time listening, sit back, relax. We hope you enjoy. If you are coming back because you enjoy our content and you'd like to support us, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash watery desho. We've got all kinds of fun rewards and bonus content like early access, discord roles, additional audio and video content, all in three budget friendly tiers. If you're not able to support us financially, no biggie. We totally understand. If you'd like to help us out uh, for free, you can always give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which helps our discoverability. You can follow us on SoundCloud, on Twitter, at Waterway-Show. You can always send us an email at waterway-show at gmail.com if you want to correspond with us. We may not get to read every correspondence on the show, but I can promise you that we do read and try to respond to every single one, because we do love our community, which we hope you'll be a part of. Thank you for your kind attention, friend. And without further ado, let's get to the show.
1: Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, and MBs. Welcome to Warideshow's stream of thought, covering Vinland Saga, episode 3, Troll. Not to be confused with the movie Troll, which is apparently pretty decent. Also not to be confused with Troll 2, or Troll 3, or Troll 4, How about or Troll 5. Troll. They're all,
0: they all exist. How about a troll in Central Park, starring Charles Nelson
1: Reilly <laughs> as King Lord? Oh, man, King that's... Now you're trolling me by saying that. God damn it, man. God damn it. Anyways, uh, welcome. I am Shaden, Norse god of bullshit. And joining me here today from the Pantheon as well is uh, Norse god of insight, uh, the Subtle Doctor.
0: Uh, Hello, friends. All of you, welcome. Um, Once again, I've been working hard. And I'm going to give it a go. Like, I feel... The need for a historically accurate accent, right? Vikings. <laughs> go on. Try me. So tried, try and it was apparently Australian. he tried again. People tell me it was a pirate. So here we go. Historically accurate. Norwegian Vikings. Here we go. Hello, Shadon. It's me. The Viking captain. I'm here to take all of your lumber and your women and your mead. Yes. Doc. Viking. Doc. It's me, I'm a Viking, damn it. Doc. Don't patronise me, you fool.
1: Doc. Yes. Are, are you trying to, are you like doing your own audition for the reboot of The Hunt for Red October as Sean Connery? Because that's what it sounded is, most like to me. Thank you, Is is go -go, Atomic Robo. The hunt for a October. Is it about Vikings? That's what I am. Did you watch fucking Zardoz instead of Vinland Saga 3? (laughs) Fess up, you motherfucker. (laughs) The fucking fucking sex cult film. That's what you watched. Great. Well, good thing I'm leading on this one and so I don't end up having to talk about, you know, Sean Connery and, you know, a fucking G-string or whatever the shit he was wearing in that incredibly, like, messed up film. But anyway... <laughs> there can only be one Viking. Which me. <laughs> Highlander would have been more appropriate, to be fair. Um Maybe that actually is what Vinland Saga was saying to. Maybe so it is just... Is wrong too?
0: No! Gosh.
1: One day, I'm gonna... Mm. Alright, back to the
0: drawing board. The Viking. I'll get the Viking next
1: week. I, th- I think that this rate, you're instead going to be filling out a bingo card of celebrity impressions. I mean... <laughs> you're gonna do arnie next by accident <laughs> he is from he is from that he is from austria he is from that kind of you know region in the world so, damn you know. it. <laughs> all right so yes put uh, your back into we're we're ba- it <laughs> dolphin oh what you God, doing he's... get off the ship To be fair, he also was Conan the Barbarian. Are you, you, you going to give us a what is best in life? Oh, my gosh. I'll have to, like, watch that part. <laughs> yeah, Stay, stay tuned next episode, folks. We're going to get the closest Arnie to Vinland Saga connection. Oh, areas, which is the what is best in life quote. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But for the meantime, let's actually talk about the episode. Uh, we do, of course, have a little bit of... Uh, housekeeping first do which is to catch up with the polls from last mm-hmm. time and also i think you've got some insights on the directors as usual i believe doc indeed uh, let me pull up the polls and while i'm pulling up the polls
0: why don't you for the uh general audience uh throw out some patreon uh shillery
1: <laughs>
0: because you've just published well...
1: a thing I've just published a, you know, a, a wretched, cursed abomination. I have basically put the podcast equivalent of a head, the character, out to the world. Uh, by which I, of course, mean it is my 55-minute long evisceration of the, you know, supposedly one of the most popular and well-respected and liked animes of the year, if you go by, you know, the ratings it has. I'm, of course, referring to The Rising of the Shield Hero, a.k.a., you know, the show that was given to us that a, is a turd, and B, they didn't even bother polishing before they handed it out. Thanks for that Kinema Citrus and Crunchyroll. Nice one. Why don't you just fucking firebomb my house next time? I'm <laughs> like watching that turgy piece of shit. Fuck. <sighs> Bloody hellfire. But yeah, that is now available. Uh, if you are interested in listening to it, uh, you only need to subscribe for $3 or more to get a hand on that. Uh, there is also other wonderful content provided by, you know... Uh, Head Doctor over there, uh, he has put out some content, I believe, on Spider-Gwen, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, indeed. And uh, mm-hmm. Ready Player One, the odious novel. Uh, Ooh. I am... The one you wouldn't even use to wipe your ass with. Nope. Jesus. Not at no, I I nope. wouldn't do it. No, nope. Exactly. Uh, and on top of that, we are, of course, continuing our look at Given week on week as part mm-hmm. of a new series we're doing called Second Stream, which is... A kind of a uh, more lean, lighter version of the format we use here where it's less plot summary and more just talking points. Uh, given by the way, if you want a very TLDR kind of, you know, uh, examination on this stuff, it's really enjoyable. Uh it's very refreshing, very light. Mm-hmm. And if you want to hear more talks, hear us talk more about it and what it means to us, uh, do feel free to check it out by also simply subscribing. This time I believe for at least the $5 here. Uh, yes, but we indeed. do have more content incoming now that I've finally, you know, broken free of the shackles of S.H.I.E.L.D. here, I can actually start talking talk about some things that I might actually like. I know. I know that's a crazy and scary concept, <laughs> and I know we're on unusual, unexplored this- territory here. I know, we, I know we have no idea what we're doing when you get me talking about something I actually like, but I promise you that's going to happen next. But that would be spoiling. This goes against uh, about, the so- business
0: strategy that we've outlined. You talking about good things indeed,
1: but there will be something but I can also reveal uh, cryptically, because I'm not going to explain any of this, this is going to be a surprise but there is something bad that I will be talking about soon enough. something pretty dire Hmm. but I'm not telling you a damn word about what it is, not a single thing Hmm. that is just going to appear in the Patreon feed one day, and (laughs) expect me to be about as mad at that, if not more so than I was at say, Shield Hero or Franks but no more will be said
0: Welcome back, Blue Sea. It has been too long. And hello to everyone else in chat. Indeed. Uh,
1: Hello, everyone in chat. Good to have you all here.
0: Yeah. And uh, also, in case, you know, if anybody's watching this and hasn't checked their uh, Patreon inbox, if you are are a member of the tier Bando subscription level, uh, we're taking requests now. So Mm -hmm. if you subscribe to us uh, at that tier, you will be able to suggest a show. 12 episodes Mm -hmm. or less or movie or O.A.V. for one of us to take a look at and do an essay about like a kind of a deep dive, whatever we, you know, uh, whatever we feel is kind of the most meaty thing, whatever we kind of grab onto, we'll do like an essay about it or maybe maybe a review if we feel like it's something we'd like to holistically uh, take apart like Shadon took apart uh, Shield Hero.
1: Yeah, if you want to hear me scream in anger at something that you think that you'd find funny, like, you know, just just to hear me suffer, you can pay me to do it. Mm -hmm. I will do it. It's basically, you know, we're turning that part into the anime version of Jackass, where we will deliberately hurt ourselves, you know, for your entertainment, if that's what you want. But you've got to be in it to win it. So get subscribed to that Patreon and make your requests, and we will get them covered.
0: Yes, indeed. We got a couple already in the pipeline that I'm looking forward to deeply. So, uh, so yeah, well, uh, thank you, by the way, for your, uh, expert stalling tactic. Uh, I have found the Twitter polls. Here we go. T- t- from not wonder to me,
1: I did tell you I was a Norse God of Bullshit after yeah. all. <laughs> did um, you think I was lying about that? Did you think I was making that up? No, anyway, listen. Uh, polls, Michael. Well, that's, sir. you know polls.
0: what? Would the Norse God of Bullshit lie to you? That's sort of like a paradoxical pretzel. Right? Because can you believe anything? Okay. Alright, we'll leave this the Greek... We'll we'll leave all Greeks or liars, the Shadon version, for a moment and get to the polls here. <laughs> Vinland Saga episode 2, poll 1, is Thor's making the right decision to go to war at Floki's request in order to save the village. 63% say yes, he is making the right call. Difficult though it may be. And uh, I agree. I'm I'm with the, mm-hmm. with the poll... Participants. Excuse me. Something. Ugh,
1: in my throat. Have you ever. <laughs> this conversation is going to go strange places depending on what you say. Please be <laughs> careful. Have, were, were you ever
0: a fan of Homestar Runner? Did you ever partake in that? I know of it. Okay. I know of it. So for those who don't know, it's a. I think they, they are no longer a going concern, but. There used to be this sort of flash animation, like, universe of characters. Uh, Homestar Runner was the main character, but they would do their own, like, they had a bunch of series. And there was a commercial for Marshmallow Candy, and it was, like, a happy marshmallow with bat wings, like, advertising for Halloween. And at some point during the commercial, he just starts coughing and says... I think I got a toenail caught in my throat. <laughs> and that's what, that's what just occurred to me as I struggle here to talk to you all. Um, okay, back on track. This is gonna, this stream is starting off so good. Uh, can those <laughs> can those who have returned from war ever truly escape its effects? Uh, an extremely serious poll. I'm very sorry that I just did that comedic stupid silly tangent and have no fucking like bridge to this super serious can history truly be left behind um no 90% uh of the of the fans say quite you
1: know, the li- quite the landslide there
0: very lopsided so and again i would also agree there uh we're going to have some polls um throughout the show as well you can Vote on those as we go at Deshow on Twitter. Um, I'm currently looking for a way to display the polls in the stream, so we can get like a live, you know. Oh no, one side's really up. Oh
1: look, it's closing the gap. All that sort of stuff. Um, and then ne- next up after that, you need to style illuminating territories in red or blue on a live map system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> w- well, here's we, so, you know once we once we've gotten a few, so we can see, like you know how North Dakota feels versus say Washington. <laughs> or you know, get New York in there. <laughs> the, the crunchy old map. Uh
0: which is your favorite?
1: Uh but Oh but, man, that, that map that map scares me sometimes when i see it in the past just as a aside. I know. Some people have got some fucked up tastes. Dude. I'll just You be you, you be you, carry on. <laughs> Tennessee's always very bad. Um, oh, that
0: doesn't fucking surprise me. <laughs> uh all right. So Man, Tennessee did... God. We have bad taste in anime as a state.
1: You poor person. shamed by association. shamed. So before we get to Troll,
0: episode three, Turoru, uh, I want to briefly highlight uh, a fellow called... Well, you know what? I only know he's called Yamamoto. His first name, different, depending on where you look. Okay? Wikipedia has the director of Episode 3 as Yosuke Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. You Google it, don't really get any anime results. However, there is a fellow called Yusuke
1: Yamamoto. And LinkedIn has him named as Bob. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> Robert James. Known, <laughs> known as Bob to his friends. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and so this person is the episode director of Vinland Saga 3, Um, and, you know, they have a a pretty big CV. Um, There's a lot of storyboarding, episode direction, uh, chief assistants, a few animation things. Uh, We've got some director credits. He's, He's directed, been the head director on quite a few things. I'm going to do a control f and type in director and tell you that they are Angel Lynx. Oh, no, wait. That's the unit director. He was not the head director of Angel Links. Forgive me. Uh, he was, however, the director of Aquarion uh, Evol. Mm-hmm. Ev- how do you? I never know how you say that. Evol? Evol? Anyway, the second season of Aquarion, which people really, really like among all those seasons. That's a Shoji Kawamori show, by the way. Um, Uh, nice right yes uh, about uh robot
1: praise be praise be to our lord and master
0: uh it's about if i'm not mistaken a robot punching the moon uh while standing on the earth
1: (laughs) because why wouldn't that's my favorite thing if you if you you build a if you build a robot being enough to be able to punch the moon would you not I know. You built a robot big enough to punch the moon. You go punch the moon. This ain't difficult. And it wasn't well, well, even I'm a so matter of like.
0: Brooklyn. You're. T- Listen, I'm with you. I mean, run for president on this platform, right? Big robots and using. This robot wasn't even that huge. Like, I mean, compared to humans, yes. But the reason it punched the moon was so it punched in the air and its arm just kept on extending like a chain until it hit the moon. It was awesome. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's see. We got episode director, uh, Bigata uh, Bigata H K Yamada's first time. Oh boy! <laughs> the anime Yamada's first time. Oh, glorious! We got episode director. Go, I'm, go, I'm,
1: go, I'm, go, I'm going to assume that is not as that is exactly why I think it is.
0: You probably would be correct. That's what the marketing is, uh, as I recall.
1: Encouragement. Oh, so. It- Go ahead. So, is his first time filling in his uh, tax returns? Yes. Thank you. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: that completely is completely innocent. That's when completely you become innocent.
0: a man. The first time you, you know, fill out a, a TurboTax, then you, hey baby,
1: I squeezed into that tax band. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you see the world differently forever after? Encouragement of Climb was a show that no one probably remembers. Uh, seasons one, two, and three, and the OAV. So this is his.
1: It was a paycheck one. You know, not get food on
0: the Oh, Knights and Magic. I liked Knights and Magic. That was a fun robot show. This person likes to do robot shows. I've never seen The
1: Masquerade. It's an OAD. Does that mean... Just to ask then, does that mean now he's on Villain Saga episode 3? Does that mean episode 4, Askeladd is suddenly going to pull out a fucking Gundam? Yes. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. He's uh-huh. going uh-huh. to... What is it's Thor! John! It's going to be you like...
1: Think- <laughs> You think you have the upper hand on me, but I have something you do not. <laughs> it's going to Tomahawk be... <laughs> missiles. It's going to be like cadmium um... armor.
0: Oh my god. It's it's <laughs> going to be they're going to be like those um Escaflon air robots that are not made of like alloy and metal but like you see they're like made of gears and you see some wood and they're really like No, the, slow. no the vi- the no
1: no we're going to get the macros thing back in here which is that the boat is going to turn into a robot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes! Oh my god! You're a genius! You're a fucking genius. They need to fly you I over. I have my moments. That's... I am I have my moments. Amazing. Amazing. Knights, Knights of Magic was a good robot show. Night Wizard, the animation, Master of Mosquiton, which is very old. I remember seeing that tape in Suncoast. I have no idea how to pronounce that, so I'm not going to. Uh... Sakura Tyson, something that no one cares about in our country. Uh, Sergeant Frog, wow. Directed 103 episodes of Sergeant Frog. Surprisingly, that's... Now, this, this, this man's dedicated, like, he, you know. <laughs> that's not the entirety of Sergeant Frog, by the way. That's just the first 103 episodes.
1: <laughs> what, did he, what, did he croak halfway through? He yeah, was
0: like, all right, 102? No, 103, yes. 104? This is the line. I go no further. What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> Sergeant Frog. Oh, I like Sergeant Frog. Shonen Maid. made. Never seen it. Um, Sounds riveting. Uh, Walkyrie Romance. I don't know if that has anything to do with Macross or not. And drumroll, please. Drumroll, please. Welcome to the NHK.
1: Jesus. Man. Uh, whoop, fuck. Long um, resume, but an interesting that, one. And that's a, that's, a, that's a thing to finish off on, because uh, for those who may or may not be in the know, Welcome to NHK is currently uh, sitting at the top of the pile of every anime I've ever seen as my personal favourite of all time. But. I haven't seen it in a very long time, so just put that in the back of your mind for something that might be discussed as part of our, you know, Patreon uh, slate of contents at some point in the future, possibly. Just saying. Wooey, so he's he's uh, this guy's uh he's incredibly experienced. His CV's longer than my arm. Uh, that's <laughs> impressive. That is impressive. For sure. And there's, some good, and there's certainly some good stuff to talk about here in uh, Episode 3 of the Side. One moment that's not so much, but we'll get to that. Although I don't think that's really the director's fault as so much as the uh, CG artist not understanding what your pitch and roll are, but we'll get to that. <clears throat> anyway. I'm ready. So yeah, uh, let's talk about Episode 3, Troll. So we pick up pretty much where we left off last time, which was Floki meeting with Askeladd, who is Askeladd. Askeladd, uh, he runs his own mercenary band out of the Faroe Islands, as we'll find out later on, and they're discussing, you know, just a bit of light-hearted banter, you know, a bit of jokiness, a bit of casual assassination, the same things you do every Friday night at the pub. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you just kill this guy? Yeah, why not? But it's not as simple as that, actually, because they do end up negotiating terms. Askeladd actually wants payment in advance. Uh, whereas Floki is insistent on, you know, only getting it when the body is delivered. Um, this scene, by the way, has a moment in it where you do again get a reminder of the contrast between Ascalad's men and Floki's, at least as far as surface level goes, because you get shown, oh, there's the Jomsgard Vikings, they're just standing around, being, you know, disciplined, you know, organised, and then you've got Ascalad's men who are being, you know, drunken frat boys, or are they? Because halfway through the discussion, um, a spear flies from a gentleman named Bjorn, right into the map between Ascalad and Floki. Uh pay attention to the noises, by the way, when that spear lands, because you think it would hit wood, but it hits something quite soft and squishy as it turns out.
0: <laughs> yep. Very squishy.
1: So so yeah, um eventually Floki agrees to the to the concession, which is to pay the uh, Askeladd in advance. Ascalad asks, you know, what kind of warrior is for any you know anymore like is is he still as awesome as we remember, the troll of Jom? And Floki's like, nope. Nah. Nope. So, why was that spear thrown? It seems to be a bit of an accident, a bit of you know, a bit of wonky aim there from Bjorn, but it wasn't. Because, as much as you might think that Askeladd is, you know, just a mercenary captain and a bit of a dimwit and also takes things too casually given how, you know, he's got his feet up on the table, as opposed to, you know, very stern and serious Floki. Floki thought he'd try and have one up on him by having one of his men hide in this little gap behind the wall. But Askeladd figured it out and had him execute in front of his eyes to make a point. I'm the one who dictates terms here, and I don't give a shit about how good your Viking men are. You know, we're all capable in our own right, even if we do look like drunken louts. And Bjorn and Floki discuss, you know, the outcome of this and what happens next and Floki, sorry, not Floki, um, Asgard, and Asgard seems pretty, you know, on board with killing uh, Forge, you know, he thinks it'll be fun, it'll be a challenge. Um, this then lets us cut after the opening uh, to Ilva uh, doing the look I put on my face every day when I'm at work, which is <laughs> the, you know, the tired millennial I'm too old for this shit, even though I'm technically only 18 look. Please, please uh, protect Ilva,
0: show, let nothing happen to her, I beg you.
1: Yes, please. So this is, you know, in preparation for the launch, you know, with the men going to war with force. uh Ari decides to turn up and, you know, he has this plan down in his head. You can see he's practised these words a little bit. You can see he's got some idea of how he thinks to be able to approach Ilva and she could not give less of a shit. And especially with him embarrassing himself by, you know, having his mum going, Oh, you forgot your lunch, darling. <laughs> You're going out oh, to mom. play war with the boys. That's nice. Be home in time for tea. Mom, you're embarrassing me. Shut up. Sh- god,
0: Shut up! Mom! Get out of here, God. Can't you see I'm macking This Viking princess lady? Jesus. God. Indeed.
1: Um the rest the rest of the men, um are, are, like some of Stop them actually. Do try my it life. Would you oh god some of, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, some of the men do also uh, try it on with Ilva, but like Steve of course doesn't care one bit of it. Uh, The rest of them are, you know, getting all fired up for the coming battles that they have no idea what are actually going to be like. Like, You've got one gentleman saying, you know, like, I'll bring back a barrel of gold coins because that's how I roll. And you've got (sighs) another dude, like, saying, on this axe, my father's axe (laughs) that he just made one winter. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just a regular plain looking axe. (laughs) You know, common quality item here, vendor trash. He's like, on this axe, I promise, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know. They're all, you know, making vague allusions to what they think... Or, like, vague ideas, like, you know, about what they think the war is going to be like. But they oh. have no idea what they're going to do. Completely naive. Um, in the meantime, while this is happening, you've got Leaf talking to one of the ladies who says... Uh, he says to the lady, that is. Uh, Don't worry, the men are going to get dropped in Norway, and Forz is going to head off on his own to battle. Which means that Forz, he's still got a plan. He thinks he can, you know, actually get through this, or at least send himself off to war without taking the men with him, because they've all, you know, got involved in it. If he just drops them off elsewhere, they will then come back later. And everything's dandy. He still rather not go, but can't be helped. Uh, he tr- falls, by the way, is trying to find fawfin at this point, but can't. Uh, two guesses, of course, if you've uh, seen any sort of, like, you know, <laughs> children's film where Fawfin might be at this particular point. Uh, but, really nice moment is that as they're about to set off, um, forz speaks to helga and says if you see forfin uh can you tell him and he's like bum, 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 bum. he's he's stammering and stuttering all over the place which means of course <laughs> it would be perfect as the host of this podcast but anyway um so forz uh says that but helga responds like it's okay i'll tell him i really like that moment, but we'll come back to that later
0: she ruled this uh, episode
1: <laughs> she does um, but I need to note, by the way, that it also turns out that not only is Thor an expert at warfare, uh, he's also a blacksmith in you know training and all that. But it turns out he has a part-time job at Papa John's with the gigantic pizza ore that he uses. That's a stone-baked oven pizza. <laughs> it's fucking huge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, where did that come from? Do you think it came from the 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 metalworks place?
1: Like, I, I think <laughs> I think he just has it because that's how good he is at rowing. He's like, you know what? I don't fucking care. Like, I'm gonna row this boat myself because that's how strong I am. I'm force troll of yom, and you know,
0: <laughs> like
1: I'm, I'm like ten men wrapped into one. So uh, <laughs> the rest of the guys fuck are the like...
0: It's sizes and everything, you know? It's not everything simple.
1: Uh, my, you know, an my butt! My <laughs> butt! My butt is sore. Uh, like, yes. these are men going off to war, and one <laughs> of them is like, My butt! I'm like, oh, come on. Constantly. Honestly. Yeah,
0: that one guy with the, uh... I don't know what you call it, the, the hair. Like, the sort of mohawk that becomes a ponytail. He was very much oh, complaining
1: and... <laughs> the entire show about his, his ass was hurting. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's honestly about as useless as a sandpaper condom, but, well. Anyway. Anyway. So, uh, they all set off and everything, you know, once they get underway, some of them are a bit seasick, you know, Fawz is handling everything perfectly, and, you know, he makes a comment, like, you know, we're out to sea now, and everything's great, and then suddenly, from somewhere, are we out to sea, Dad? And Fawz, in an amazing little moment of comedic timing, or comedic perfection, just goes... Yeah we are. It's great, isn't Wait, what? What? And then of course, fourth in pops out of a barrel on the ship. Uh desperate for a leak. You know? Classic kid I mean you could probably test this. How many times have you told your kids when you're going on a road trip? Go and use the bathroom for Yeah, there's that look. I saw that look then, Doc. That look was of a man who's just like yeah. I tried. Yeah. I really fucking tried to tell them, can you please pee before we you know, before we leave? Although, to be fair, they're at least out in the open ocean, so Thorfinn can do it there, as opposed to, you know, seeing all those awful signs that says, 70 miles, next gas. So... Is,
0: uh, you know, I, in my head, during this moment, I was thinking, stream of thought. Stream of thought. Vinland Saga Episode P. Stream of thought.
1: Now I really know uh, you are
0: taking the piss. <laughs> this weekend, like... So I told you the other day, I was taking my kids to the pool and my youngest son like has no kind of inhibitor like on anything. Um, He'll just say (laughs) whatever he wants. And uh, I am, of course he's got his floaties on and uh, a noodle. So he's just kind of floating along, um, kicking around dog paddling and He's on kind of one side of the pool, and I'm out oh, no, going to buy. Please don't. No, no, <laughs> no, please don't tell me. No, no, no. no it's not no. what you're thinking. Qu- not quite, but uh, that doesn't help. So I'm doing. I'm, I'm getting. They have like a snack bar, so I'm getting the kids. Like my my middle son wants uh, some sour patch kids, so I'm buying him that and a Gatorade. And uh, suddenly, uh, my youngest Lee says
1: daddy can i pee in the pool i'm just gonna pee in the pool
0: (laughs) just public in an outdoor pool (laughs) loud as you can be totally audible and i turned like who's that child who is that? You know what? I don't know who he. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck. That but I'm gonna is. take. I'm gonna looking, be a good what are you person. For? I'm gonna be a good person and take him to the bathroom. I don't know where his dad is, but I'm gonna figure this out and we're gonna have a talk, right?
1: Oh my fucking <laughs> god! Oh, he
0: he kills me, man. He cracks me. up. No,
1: no wonder you love this show so much. It's not the question of it being a well written, well directed, you know, piece of you know quasi historical like you know drama and all that. It's just because you can get with the dad stuff. You can understand the dad stuff. I mean, Thor's
0: is an incredible dad. Like, he dwarfs me in daditude and dadness. (laughs) And I, I, you know, everyone needs a goal to aspire to, right? Everyone, everyone needs that.
1: uh... Well, to be able to row a boat wheel on (laughs) one side.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I... I, some (laughs) gains, man. Guns! I wouldn't be doing good. I, I, like, pulled my shoulder when I was uh, flipping my children... Into the water, <laughs> on like the t- to be fair, it was like the twentieth time I'd flipped one of them, but I felt something twinge. It's like, uh oh, this is bad. We have to stop doing the flip, <laughs> the throw flips.
1: <laughs> oh, so dear, oh dear. All right, so yeah, four uh emerges. You know, relieves himself, but as he's doing so, he notices the wide open ocean that are now in front of and. Fors comes over and he's initially, you know, got the, you know, right. There's gonna be a discipline in here, but... Um, by the way, Felix, I cannot believe you just said that. Given what happens to my father, the fucking Lion King. You're more right than you fucking realize. Oh my god. Except Thor's, that- you can modify to let you like
0: everything the ice touches is your kingdom. You'd have to do that instead of the light. But yeah,
1: and his son is a bratty piece of shit. So he doesn't <laughs> like listen to him. <laughs> it all fits. It really does. Does that mean that we can get James Earl Jones voicing force? Let's can we? We oh, have to that's a that. po- That's a powerful combination. That is. That's amazing. powerful. Yes. Oh
0: yes. Oh yes. Who yes. needs to teach him Hakuna Matata though? Like, who's going to emerge? Will it be someone we've already seen? Leaf will it be Leaf. Will it be half Leaf. half Leaf. Dan? Leaf. Half fan, secretly, like a fun-loving guy. <laughs> I doubt that. Nah. Just, I have to be law and order to the world to preserve the village, but inside, I'm a fan of musicals and Broadway, and I'm just bursting. <laughs> it's bursting inside me to get out. And this is our
1: secret <laughs> friendship in which I will do this. <laughs> so, um, in, like, you know, he notices the wide open sea and explains to his dad, it's the sea, dad, it's the sea! And Voz is like, Oh, you son, you know, but that's important for Lace, just bear that in mind. Um, anyway, we cut back to um, Askeladd, uh, who, again, true to his, as the episode develops him, as it goes through, like, we realise he's a lot sharper than he looks, mm-hmm. because he infers, after discussing with Bjorn, that Floki is doing this, not because he was ordered to. Not because, you know, the king of Norway or whatever actually wanted Forz dead or gave two shits back, but just because he's got a personal grudge to sell. And again, Floki having a grudge against Forz, who'd afford it. Bit of nominative determinism there, am I right, folks? But alright. Um. But anyway, after that discussion ends, we cut back to the boat. Uh, by the way, with a nice little bit of coolish shot effect here, where he's like, I can't wait to see what kind of warrior this Forz is, and it's just him smacking Forth into discipline him you know, he's just going full dad on him as opposed to actually doing any sort of, like, big brawny man stuff. Um, but anyway, that cuts to night, uh, pitch black, and Thorfinn's asleep, um, being looked after by his dad. And this is the point where Ari, after, you know, being warned not to stare into the sea too long, lest it, you know, swallow him whole, uh, he reveals to Fors that he would like to take Ilva's hand in marriage. And Ari is very much like, you know, I want to prove it by slaying a general. I want to cut off his head and present it to someone. Uh, and he asks fors for a story. Like a story of his time in battle. hmm Because, hey, fors is a, you know, a storied oh warrior. He's got a lot of history and experience with it. So, what's the story that Forz chooses to tell him? Arguably the hardest battle he's ever fought against Helga during a, you know, the point in which she wants the child named. Because of course he talks about Ilva being born and how initially he could not give less of a crap about his life. What is this? What is this thing that I'm holding in my hands? I mean, you it, know, it pained why, me. Why should I care? Like,
0: it's just like no, her your neck, <laughs> her neck is gonna
1: Like that's just awful to see. Uh, he's got his hand on his hip, like he's just looking at a gourd or like you know something he picks up from the fruit aisle. It's mm, a bit misshapen. Mm, roots coming out here. I can't make a stew with this. <laughs> Go away, sod off. But Helga lays it down to him. Name this child. So help me God, name this child, or I'll rip your dick off. Okay, maybe that didn't happen, but I can imagine it. I can imagine it totally. Uh, and he does. Now here's the thing, right? He's telling the one the the one story that, I mean, as much as I joke about being like a battle and all that, it's the thing that woke him up to like, you know, the fact that he probably should not be so into war or so indifferent or so cold, you know? Uh, and he's telling that to Ari as the sun rises as they approach the Faroe Islands. And Ari's like. When you just told me something about him, you know, you're know, you killing a bunch of people, you know? Nah, not really. But yeah, he's all dewy-eyed over it. So they end up at the Faroe Islands, which are, just for geographical reference, north of Scotland. Um, and yes. they end up going into the inlet, or uh, into where the village is, where Askeladd is. Because they're going there, and it's uh, Asgard is going to be waiting there for them. Uh, Leaf notices that something's not right in the distance as they go through. Uh, not to mention also the camera angles of the fact that there is cliffs on both sides. It's the perfect place for an ambush. Um, and he notices that there aren't as many houses as there used to be. And then they are in traps. A load of debris uh, from said houses falls behind them and blocks their boats from advancing. And at that point then Askelad's men row into the harbour in front of them in a scene which I think the CG director might have been a bit ill advised because one of the boats drifts sideways.
0: Mm. <laughs> you love like didn't didn't that happen That's in an earlier there. episode?
1: <laughs> no, this was the one. This was Oh this was the one. Oh, the boat, okay. This is the moment where the this is the moment where the boat drifts sideways, and I'm like, what the fuck? Is it Sean Hobbs, you know, rowing this thing? Can you drift a Viking boat? Can you get some sweet, you know, some sweet skids on that? What the fuck? <laughs> it's minor, it's minor. I found it funny more than anything. Um, And at this point, the men who are with Fors, who we've seen before earlier really, in this episode, being all like, I'm going to go get a barrel of gold, I'm going to get a necklace, I'm going to win my you know, my father's axe. All this, you know, hollow machismo is now revealed for what it is, as they all collectively and individually brick it over what they're about to witness, because they see how the how many pirates there are over there. Uh, Forz makes mention to Ari that, you know, they can't take them. These aren't, like, you know, people doing piracy, at, or rather, these are people, like, you know, just doing piracy at summertime, thus confirming that the gig economy actually predates modern times. and was around in Viking era. Not really. Do you reckon Askeladd's guys, you know, worked for Uber while they were at it? There was, like, a... Uh, Viking, Viking like
0: Lombard outside, your Uber drivers arrived? Was there, like, an umlaut over the U and
1: Uber back then? <laughs> Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Uber. So, if nothing else, you know, I think, uh, well, they're just crowd-sharing or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. app driv- driving their, you know, uh, murder and assassination. Best I can Efficient do these days model. is order a subway. <laughs> it's not fair, is it? Anyway. Anyway. So, Yeah. The men are basically told by Thor's, we're buggered, we don't stand a chance, but I am going to go and do something, I'm going to go fight. Reluctantly, he goes to his chest and draws his sword, only his sword out from it, not his arm armour or anything like that. Puts it on. And he remembers when Thorfinn pipes up that Thorfinn is there. And with a deep sigh of absolute reluctance, mm. he takes the dagger out that Thorfinn, you, uh, you know found in episode 2, gripping it tightly, because he's again... Reluctant. It's a big step for him to do this. Gives it to him and says, only use it to defend yourself. Simple as that. It reminds the soldiers, you know, the men with him, you know, not to say kill so lightly. And this is the point where Bjorn decides to, you know, pop his first magic mushroom of the show has run. So I'm going to be keeping track of that. We'll have a counter in the top and yep, the yep. bottom right. Ding! <laughs> uh, so I think I think that, you know, maybe Bjorn is a secret Super Mario fan and he thinks that it'll give him an extra hit point because that's why he's eating it. That'd be my guess. If he gets one more, you know, I'll start having it as he, you know, cleaves his way through a load of Vikings. Uh, but no, he mentions, like, hey, you know, he looks strong and all that. And Ascalad says, I think they're going to come fight. And he's like, what? Thors is on the boat. My God. So yeah, Thors arrives on the boat. And he is armed, bear in mind. And there are like a dozen men on said boat. Uh, and they all think he's completely crazy, but Fawz demonstrates his superb mastery of CQC, you know, remembering the basics. He just completely batters a lot of them without killing any of them. Yep. He just walks right through them like they're nothing. But then he starts before Bjorn, and that's the episode. That's it so far. Yep. We get to see, you know, Fawz have a little bit of that old warrior spirit come back. But he's still very much a a pacifist, or rather, he doesn't, you know, want to, you know, kill anyone at the very least. He doesn't even main them. In theory, with his sword in hand, he could, you know, put legs, you know, hamstring and you name it. But he won't even do that. He won't even do that. He owns them all
0: non-lethally.
1: Yes, absolutely. He wants that big boss rank. He's trying to get it done quickly. He's got achievements to unlock. Come on, man. I mean, it's true. You can totally get... He's a troll. And he's a troll. Of course, he's also a gamer.
0: We only have so much time and, you know, don't have time to play through the game twice. So go for those mm-hmm. achievements on the first run. I understand.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that was episode three troll. Uh, we don't have the next one out just as of yet. So, uh, what is going to happen next ultimately is uh, to be decided. Finally, new but, uh, Vinland saga. <laughs> new Vinland saga, yeah. On uh, provided Amazon don't fuck it up again because they've been known to do that. again
0: and again (laughs) and And again
1: again. (laughs) all right so uh talking points doc do you want to go first i would after a short break all right then see you in a bit folks (laughs) we're back thank you folks for
0: sticking with us uh
1: doc just went to practice his uh you know arnold schwarzenegger impression in front of the mirror.
0: (laughs) that's it yep absolutely That's all. do it now I mean, that is what
1: that is what is best in life <coughs> is it not doc that is yeah, sure what is best <laughs> I, really, I need
0: to watch that scene because I don't know the dial. oh my god oh I'll do it though I'll do it it'll happen oh my no. um
1: a it? be okay. bloody hat honestly anyway carry on carry on let us talk about Finland's saga episode 3 Let's get talking points way. Let's talk about yeah, the nitty gritty. Yeah. Let's get so, to the meat of things. Let's get chewing on
0: it.
1: Chew it, chew it.
0: My, like, well, I was going to say my favorite thing. I don't know if it's my favorite thing, but this episode was like a bursting of the bubble for those young men, right? Like, and. It was an obvious sort of thing. It's not any like, whoa, I can't believe they did this. But it was extremely well done uh, from the beginning of the episode uh, where you say everyone is like the village is cheering them on as if they're going to go, I don't know, on some kind of grand risk-free adventure. You know, like they're going to like climb a mountain or... There's uh, no way this
1: could possibly go yeah. wrong. It's like they're
0: graduating from high school. Yeah, like, all right. But, um, and it's weird. Uh, it's really easy for us to, like, look at it, right? And be like, they're dumb. Uh, they're holding these weapons and they're just so, like, oblivious to all the risks and everything. Um, it's easy for us, you know, because of all the video evidence and of history that we have. But, you know, I'm reminded uh, when I was watching mm-hmm. this of, um, like, I was uh, I've been listening to a podcast off and on called Hardcore History. Um, hmm. Some of it is behind a paywall and some of it's free. He's got a really long uh, set on World War One that's free, and he was talking about. Um, the French during the early stages of World War One and how their young men were a lot like this. They were so like, you know, ah, like, where are the Germans? Like, come on, we wanna we wanna get this going. Like, let's get it on, you know? Valor, honor, conquest, like war. We go kill some people, then we go home and eat a turkey leg or whatever. Like or I guess eat cheese and drink wine and smoke cigarettes. But um the I, I guess like when you haven't really been exposed to, like, the horrors of war and you don't have that uh, in your history bank, you don't have mm-hmm. a lot of evidence, I guess it could be really easy to fall into that. And like we, we talked about before, like, the kids have kind of grown up playing these these games where when mm-hmm. it's all over, they get up and wipe the snow off their boots and go inside and have some mead. Um, but, yeah, they find out shit's fucking scary. Um they don't, and they're not even doing any, I love it that they haven't even done any fighting. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. they get cut and they're like, oh my god, I'm cut. It's like, just the mood. Just the the aura yeah. the, of that threat. There are people that are going to kill you. Like, is enough to have them, like, pissing their
1: britches. And it's, it's not even it's, just that as well. Like, they, they don't even engage these pirates, um uneven footing they're ambushed mm-hmm. their escape route is cut off they've got arches on both sides of the cliff on the inlet and then the only way they can go is forward which is towards the two groups that are on those longboats. it's like the scene at the start of the previous episode which again shows war and conflict for what it is rules and honour be damned it, they don't fucking matter mm-hmm. you know people will do what they need to do in order to win and that's what Askeladd is doing right here it's true Um, and
0: yeah, there's a, there are a couple of really great, I mean, you mentioned when the boat, when the boat emerges, uh, that, that scene, I know, I know that there are CG issues, right? I know it's like not perfectly. (laughs) I know it's not perfectly executed visually, um, but something about like dead silence and then just boom 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 like with the the drums of war and slowly around the corner comes this ship, comes your death <laughs> pretty much yeah and it's now like mind the leaf did the
1: same thing he 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 was of course leading the tempo of the rowing with the drumming as well mm-hmm. but then he's like dumb dumb
0: oh shit fuck <laughs> something is yep. weird about this scene
1: that's when that's when not to use a bad metaphor but when the wind goes out of their sails quite literally mm-hmm
0: yeah, and mm-hmm. I loved like that. He noticed that there were fewer houses, and the thing that blocks their exit is just deconstructed houses. <laughs> they had <laughs> they had house houses pitched on top of them. Um, I love that it even in that was just such a nice detail because often I mean who cares right? Like they got some lumber, like we wouldn't even think about it, but this show goes out of its way to be like we're even going to tell you where this random group of mercenaries got the lumber and hay and rocks to avalanche onto these vikings like I
1: thought that was a really nice touch mm, indeed alright so for me and my talking point uh, I'm actually going to combine two into one here because i kind of on a similar uh, I bend here let's talk about environments now you can use environments to do storytelling and accentuate mood so, Dark Souls. Uh, l- let's talk about it. No, I'm <laughs> I've never played it, so no, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm 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 one of those people who apparently needs his head examining because he doesn't care for Souls games. Anyway, we'll talk about it over time. So let's go back. Let's rewind to the scene between Ari and Fawz on the boat in the dead of night. Hmm. So it's pitch black to the point where Ari is told not to look into the water lest he be consumed by it you know, that murky place which seems, like, all very attractive but it's actually really dangerous, which is a metaphor for his own mindset on, the, mm. on how he views war. Mm-hmm. Like, he thinks of it, you know, as something that, like, you know, seems very tantalizing, you know, very ethereal, but it seems cool and all that, but he's like, no, you get sucked in, you'll die. You will die. Well, that's not the thing I want to talk about necessarily here. Pay attention to the lighting and the time of day as this scene progresses. So, Thor's initially starts talking about, you know, war and battle and all that, and we start with the flashback of Thor's when he was younger when, you know, Ilva was born. Mm-hmm. And that's at the time that he's telling that flashback is the dead of night. But then once silver is born and he and presumably he has named her, and he says that, you know, he was scared of battle, it is daybreak. You can see the daybreak coming over the horizon. It's a nice bit of environmental cues there mm-hmm. to tie into the mood that he's trying to set. And the tale he's trying to say, he's trying to bring Ari out of the darkness of, you know, loving and fetishizing war, even though he's never seen it firsthand, towards a tale of, you know, what flaws thinks it should people should genuinely care about, which is, you know, family. Mm-hmm. And that's when the daybreak happens as well. Like that's the light coming you know, over the horizon, the light that got him out of the darkness, so to speak. So nice little parallel there. I really appreciate it. The other one I'm going to mention as well is that you might recall also I said that Thorfinn, um makes a big note and a big deal of the sea. Like, he's looking at this vast, empty chasm. You know, White Rolly's pissing into it, mind you, but at least he isn't dropping, you know, a ring pull in there or anything like that. So maybe that's not so bad. But then, that's, you know, this Thor's reacts to that, like, you know, with a bemused but ultimately, you know, happy expression. Like, you know, he, he condones that. He's happy with that mood... That um Forfin is showing mm-hmm. that you know that viewpoint the one the one of curiosity of exploration even so ties that together there vast open sea, plenty of places to go. who knows what you might find, then contrast that with where they are in the inlet. there's nowhere to go, it's very cramped, and there's only one way forward, and it's to death. there's no going back at that point, so that should contrast again. The open world, the curiosity of exploration, you know, mm-hmm. the wonder of finding things versus conflicts and strife represented through that. That's environment being used to accentuate storytelling there. And I think that's fucking phenomenal. I think that's a really good small detail there, but it really helps sell it, helps texture the story. Yeah. I mean, the writing is already really good as is. And there's a lot of other small stuff, like I mentioned, Fawz is, you know, clenching of his fist when he takes the dagger out because he really doesn't want to do it. Little touches like that. But using the environment to sell this stuff as well is just that extra little bit of polish that I really, really appreciate. Do you find the two different uh,
0: Thor seemingly acknowledging two kind of different things or, or overarching views about the ocean contradictory?
1: What, they start at night and therefore it swallows you in?
0: So, like, yeah, so the way he reacts to Thorfinn is, as you say, like, The ocean represents um, something, like you said, that's like a wide expanse, curiosity, adventure, something that you should look upon and your heart should feel elated and joyful. And uh, it's this thing that that carries you forward toward all this good stuff. But also at the same time, apparently, it's uh, a dangerous, mysterious thing that if you look into you will get pulled in. That, I don't think it's the different, bad, but I'm just wondering what the, your take is.
1: No, the, no. the the difference is just that that's at night. It is something that you still have to exercise a little caution about, but you know, mm-hmm. in the light of the day, it's perfectly fine. It's good. It's yeah. as simple as that. Just, it's dark. It's a more practical thing. Lo- so it's not love necessarily it. contradictory, I'd
0: argue. Love it, but respect it also, for the same reasons, because it is this just huge and powerful thing. You mean like uh, Helga? Ah,
1: Oh. oh. Helga, God. Hel- Helga. Helga looked like she. I. I kid you not. She really did look like she was gonna rip his balls off. Like,
0: man, that was so
1: fucking great. I like know. she had. And, and oh, go ahead. And I was gonna say, like I mentioned before about Helga, you know, and the conversation she has with Fos, uh when they leave. The unspoken message she gives to Fawfin. in. Yeah. Um. Mm. And we don't know what that message is, and I don't think we'll ever find out, but I really appreciate the, you know, unspoken, you know, like, they, they get each other, they are that closely knit, they can understand the sentiment. And I think that maybe even Helga herself, like, you know, as much as the message for Thorfinn, it's probably fair as well, because, I mean, Thor's is going off to war here to save the village. If he is ever to come back in the best of circumstances, he'll be a very long time down the road. They might never see each other again. Yeah. But she understands and accepts that. doesn't mean she's not necessarily unhappy of it. Mm-hmm. But that kind of unspoken bond. And actually, contrast point between that and when she's like, Vos, you're going to name this child? Also, help me God, I will make you shit your own teeth. You will do it.
0: You will name her before you leave the tent. Um, yeah, she had like th- that moment that you're talking about. Um, that wonderful, like, I know you don't have to say it. I understand your feelings and I will convey them to our son. Uh, she had what I thought was this really great, like her and, and Ilva both when the men are leaving and everyone else seems to be like cheering as they wave, like they wave, but they had this look on your, on their face. Like they know like Helga knows she knows what's up out of anybody else that's there she understands Mm. and she's willing to let her husband go into that and you know she knows how hard a decision that is and just she's really carrying all the weight like and that sort of shows that there is a contrast between her physical like body her outward stuff she's um been described as kind of uh of poor health a little bit weak um when they're talking about the birth of Ilva, it was a very hard birth for her. Mm. Um, it put a strain on her. But, like, inwardly, she just has all this strength and just, like, a iron, like, steeliness that helps her support all those other people in her life, like Thors, who couldn't find the right words. Um, and like Ilva, when Thors was not gonna name her and let me just take this time to point out in that scene thor's is being a fucking asshole and oh yeah like what the fuck dude like i was like all aboard the thor's train until we see past thor and look i know he's become a better person for being a family man (laughs) but the whole like give me a boy
1: bitch the commander because the wants leader a boy. wanted one, not not <laughs> because I wanted one, but because the leader, your dad, wanted one. And just in the same way, yeah. like you know, oh, I didn't want the Nike shirt or the Nike trainers. I <laughs> wear the Adidas oh, ones. Yeah. How could you get this wrong? Come on, so bad, like, and
0: like what else is so? Give me a boy, and I mean, like, not only is he being insensitive to his daughter, who, as you say, he handles, like, it's some kind of defective toy or, like, a weird, like, oddly-shapen piece of fruit.
1: <laughs> but,
0: like, Helga just went through hell birthing that child and just to be like, you know what? What you gave me, not what I wanted. Like, you fucker. <laughs> like... How could you do that? And I, and yeah, I love her gathering every <laughs> everything, uh, everything up in herself, sit up and give him that glare—the only time he's ever seen her mad. And like, I have to say, the way that her like eyelashes are drawn, oh, oh, Ilva too. Like, I love that. Like, I've only I can only call to mind one other anime. Uh funnily enough, it's called uh second like the motion picture. It's called Jormungand. The no, did they do Those eyelashes giant, that uh, way? <laughs> I
1: didn't know. They do giant eyebrows and eyelashes
0: like So eyebrows, yeah. I have seen like the thick brows like they have, but just the coloring in of the eyelashes um reminds me of Jormungand. Uh the way they do uh Coco Hecky Martyr in that show. <laughs> um it, yeah. So man, Helga. I'm flying the flag now of the Helga Appreciation Group. Protect Helga, protect Ilva, protect this family.
1: Well, about that. Oh, boy. boy. Um, I don't have much else to add right now that we haven't already really covered. Um, do you have any other talking points you want to throw out, before we get into uh, questions from our patrons?
0: Uh, let me, like, go over my... Oh, I, I uh, wanted to... You know, you touched on this in your summary... Um, I thought that the scene at the beginning when they're negotiating, they being Asklad and Floki, uh, mm-hmm. a fee, and uh, it, it's just one of those amazing... Like, like you could make them... You could transport it to modern day, and they could be two mob bosses uh, mm-hmm. or two samurai generals, anything. It's just like this really great kind of cat and all mouse two Google game. Google executives? Or two Google executives! <laughs> like, uh, where everything is happening below the, the surface, below what is spoken uh, between them, and all the sentences are loaded. Uh, you know, you must feel pretty good. Uh, you must feel pretty confident right now. And
1: like, Floki, Floki, <laughs> let me tell you about the algorithm. <laughs>
0: You must feel pretty good right now trying to milk a few
1: extra advanced pounds of gold out of me. And Yes. Do you see this box here? And why it's called Content ID. We're going to be rich. Rich.
0: Floki is all, like, I mean, believes he has the upper hand. And, you know, he probably does if it were to come down to it. But he doesn't want to incur a loss here of any life. And it, it's more than he can help it. But he was going to... He had a hidden man to bully, uh, you know, to bully Askeladd, uh or to do something to him to... What, to
1: do... To pull, to pull a Kool-Aid?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm, to refill oh, his Oh, yeah! Yes. <laughs> 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 he was the Kool-Aid man. Uh, the first Kool-Aid man. He was the ancestor of the Kool-Aid man you and I know today. Regrettably. Something well, happened was spilling red everywhere after he got hit by that spear. <laughs> So, like, and you I feel like Loki, Floki was about to signal him, right? His eye, like, you know, shot up I'm and... D- I'm,
1: d- I'm sorry. I just imagined not the Kool-Aid, but that guy hidden in that little alcove, mm-hmm. his arm just reaching out and strangling Askeladd. <laughs> so, so <laughs> no, oh. the fuck? That's oh, incredible!
0: <laughs> or just like, Putting ice down the back
1: of his shirt, like. <laughs> no, no, it just reach. No, it reaches out and just slaps him, and then just goes. <laughs> so he realize what just hit me?
0: <laughs> Did someone just slap
1: me with a glove?
0: <laughs> For no reason? Was I challenged yeah, to
1: I'm Flo- I'm Floki, And Floki's just there, like, no, you're just imagining it. Carry on. Okay. I. Ow! I love it. Well, well, really, Floki? Are you sure nothing's happening? No, I'm. Ser- I'm serious. I tell you, everything's not all right. So let's talk about the gold drumming. Ow! Just constantly like that. Or
0: like, what if there are two, and it's like, zoop, scissors, razor.
1: They start to trim him up. Are we? Are we? Are you and I, Doc, collectively coming up with the premise where it's always sunny in Vinland? I think we should. Yes, this is
0: this is a good idea that we should. I'm just not. I'm just not imagining Daddy TV going, Floki,
1: Floki. <laughs> I've got a plan, Floki.
0: <laughs> Man, I need to watch more of that show. Uh, I haven't seen enough of it, but I've liked what I've seen. Um, but I, speaking of <laughs> scenes, I love that scene just because, like, Askeladd reads the room really well, and Bjorn is apparently a badass. You know. Yes. And, Sort of. Oh, I accidentally did it. It's it's all so. Oh, it's just tremendous. Oh my. B- so oh, much my tension. Bad, sorry.
1: The tension. Ooh. <laughs> I'm so, so. I'm so sorry, Ascalad. I just completely threw the spear at a 90 degree angle away from where I wanted. I wanted to go into that, you know, target over there. I didn't mean for you to end up over here. My bad. I'm so so sorry. Slip wink, nudge. Wink wink. Nudge nudge. I was aiming for the monk again. <laughs> and, uh,
0: uh, oh man, Big Bangs Hurt, uh, refers to like the music in that scene. And I agree, that was like that was a great tension builder of a scene. I loved it to pieces. So good. And, uh, indeed, the nameless, mustachioed, would be killer is, uh, no more. Ah. <sighs> So shall we get to questions from the indeed. Discord? If you indeed if you are a three to five dollar patron on a Patreon, that's patreon.com slash Show. you can ask questions mm-hmm. in our questions for the stream channel, in which we must repeat, must answer them in detail, no matter how ridiculous they are. Oh boy.
1: Kicking it to you, Shadon, to read the question, the first question. Indeed. So, uh, firstly, on uh, you know the questions here. This comes from Blink RG. Uh I probably completely mispronounced that name, and next time I see him in person, because he lives in Liverpool and plays fine games, and I know him in real life, he'll probably you know give me a slap for that. But anyway, he says, "What's the deal with Bjorn's mushrooms?"
0: Mm. Now, I have
1: a theory on this. Okay. I have a theory on this, okay. but uh, it is actually surprisingly, enough, not too far off the Super Mario joke I mentioned before. Oh, but the thing is, you no, know, <laughs> the thing is right. Uh, Mushrooms—a substantial number of them—and I'm not talking about the ones that you buy at Tesco are psychedelics. And the thing about that is that I don't know the exact details, but I know there's at least some evidence throughout history of various warriors, like you know, using drugs um, as like you know something to make them not feel pain or fear or anything, or even just to give them a combat high. Maybe he's getting off on it. Um, but in the OP, we do see him also simply eating one before he starts cleaving for a bunch of people. Um, so I think that Bjorn is literally eating that mushroom just as, like, you know, it's a game pumped up. If he had literally just gone like that, same difference, I would suspect. But I think that's basically it. He's using it as a, uh, as a consumer. He's like, using it as a drug. Like, you know, it's a game all pumps up for battle.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if there are any mushrooms that spike, like, adrenaline or whatever. Um, it could be... Maybe it's not even necessarily beneficial. He's just doing it for the kicks. Uh-huh. Or it could be like a fear suppressant, like right, like calm his anxiety before he starts, uh, you know, precisely chopping dudes apart. He got to get, he's got to have a steady hand for his surgical technique. And so mm-hmm. he's calming himself with the shrooms, and this this also is the answer I'm standing by, and is a plot in Dragon Quest Eleven, also.
1: <laughs> I mean, when you said that, then I'm thinking, like, I don't know if any of you have ever seen it, but it was one of the uh, Team Fortress to meet the team special, specifically meet the Pyro, where it's complete horror. It's complete horror. Like, you know, everyone's getting burned alive and chopped up by his axe, and you couldn't see what he sees, and it's just, like, Candyland. just like... Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> killing people, setting <laughs> them on fire, having a wonderful time with my friends. I could actually... St- very karaoke, the exact song from that, but I'll not do that to spare your ears. I mean, sorry for headphone users, or regular u- users, or any users. Anyway, but yeah, that's the answer to Plinkajit. Yeah, I think it's as a psychedelic to get him pumps up for bell, so he enjoys it more, or maybe, you know, give him some sort of edge, but I think that's it. Next question. Uh, this comes from Uh How doomed do you think those five guys are? Referring to Ari and the others. Uh, <sighs> oh, <boy. laughs> man, um on the, uh, I think, you know, the what's my favorite acronym for this? SOL? Shit out of luck?
0: Yeah. I was um, gonna say that uh, you folks have a saying for this. They are proper fucked. Yeah. They are They are well and truly done. Uh, I mean, clearly Thorfinn is gonna make it. He's not included in, in the five. Uh, I don't think... Do you think any of the five of them are gonna make it to Norway? They seem to have, um... No
1: no singled out r i think but i am gonna here's my guess here's my prediction i'm actually basing this a little bit from the op here not one of the five guys there is going to survive they're all going to be turned into you know steaks basically or whatever five guys burgers and fries <laughs> do, you, do you know five yep. guys
0: burgers okay yes okay. i do
1: okay that's hopefully they, 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 the five guys does exist in Britain. okay oh okay oh, i was okay. not aware cool yes indeed so Leaf is going yep, I was going to go Leaf is going to be allowed to go on his way. He'll be spared because of him being a famous explorer, but he will probably end up going elsewhere not going with uh Forfin. Because here's the thing, we see Thorfinn sharpening his blade on Ascalad's boat in the OP. Ever heard of the Oh man. Of- uh, uh, ever heard of the of, you know, the mercenaries who looks after guts in berserk? Now you've just depressed me. Deeply. Yep. Every single person apart from Thorfinn and Leaf are going to die. Leaf is going to be sent on his merry way and Thorfinn is going to be taken in as adds you know, like Whipping Boy or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Yay! Vinland Saga! Berserk! Woo! Let's go! Horrible things happening to children! Fucking brilliant! Love it!
0: Uh, Do you think like, here, here's a Here's a scenario. So uh Thors is killing people, doing really well, and his son gets taken hostage, or he is like under the gun, and Thor's deviates from his usual battle strategy, falls to the falls to the hand of Bjorn or or Ascalad. He's dead. They kill all the other guys in a brutal fashion. Um, and Leaf somehow like, rather than fight to protect them, at some point he's gonna like trade a bunch of shit for his own life and he'll sail away. And Askelad will take Thorfinn as his ward and raise him up. And Thorfinn will be harboring this grudge against Leaf and at some point down the line he will have some kind of confrontation with leaf probably ultimately not killing him, but having to confront that thing from his childhood. Do you think, do you think cowardly leaf like will sell them out somehow? Not sell Uh, them out, but just like flee the
1: battlefield uh, and trade them. I don't think so, but I'm going to go one better or one worse, depending on your perspective. Okay. Let's imagine that Thorfin gets knocked out during the fu- the fight, or he like runs away and hides and doesn't see or witness anything that happens. This is yeah So he goes back in the barrel, and then let's say Thors is killed, but of course Thorfin has no idea what's happened. So after everything's happened and all oh, the men no. have been killed. <laughs> no. All the men have been killed. All the men have been killed. Um Askeladd finds Thorfin, takes him out. Did you not? Re- do you remember what we were talking about with the Lion King comparison? Do you remember what Scar's decide to say? You know, not saying things are gonna happen here necessarily word for word, but I could imagine given that you know, Thorfinn had already you know believed his father to be a coward, that Asgard is gonna say, "Yes, he left, he fled, and left you to die because he is a coward." And that then sets up four things to have to deal with, you know, what he knew of his father versus what will happen over the years as he grows up. You know, that lasting image of him, like, you know, what his father's legacy was, some lies against him, but the truth that he was a genuine, a uh, gentle and kind person who didn't want to murder and be a tool, you know, for just wholesale slaughter. But I can see it happening. We've already seen Asgard is yeah. as quite cunning. Ah. Uh. This is why I shouldn't write shit because I have the cruelest, cruelest of intentions towards fictional characters. I can come up with some mean shit. I have this is... some mean shit in my in my fictional works that <laughs> I'm Uh So yeah, I, I'm very sorry, folks, for the nightmare fuel there. But basically, they're all screwed except for Leaf, who will get away for one reason or another, and Thorfinn, who will be, you know, fucking Asgard's chimney sweep, whatever he's going to end up getting into. Do. But yeah, if you've uh, if you've read Berserk, and you know what happens. Uh, I don't remember what the name of the fucking Guy who uh, the oh. first mercenary leader, oh shit. Gambino, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna be to get, he's gonna be to uh, forfin as Gambino was to guts, although hopefully not to the extent. I'm just creating a poll, I apologize. Um,
0: whew.
1: rough times ahead,
0: boy. Rough times this ahead. is all this is all a lot, like. Oh man, I, I have grown to really enjoy um the more, just all the goofball characters, right? And the, the gentle dad who has seen some shit, but he's now a better person. Like, it's all about to be taken away from me. This is about to become a different show. I mean, I don't know if it will entirely lose any and all levity. I'm sure, you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, having not read the manga of Inland Saga, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, adult or teenage Thorfinn gets his own sort of version of Puck, you know what I mean? Someone to, like, bring the mood down or up, uh, a little bit, something, uh... But yeah, no, everything's about to change. And this is what we signed up for. So I, yep. I, can't, if it, I can't imagine what we're in store for. I hope that all these characters from Thorfinn's childhood that do survive. I hope some survive and they come back around into his life later. Leaf will do that.
1: I hope his It'll mom and
0: sister do. Oh,
1: please. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They're going to be left as is, I reckon. But yeah, I think that um, you know, if any of you happen to have fans at home, be prepared to throw the shit at because that's what's going to happen imminently. Like we're going to hit DefCon one; it's going to go badly. But that's the whole thing, though. Like you know, Fawfing for- has had a father figure for much of his life, who has been gentle, kind, and he's yeah. run against the grain of that. And inevitably, you know, we know that Fawz is got you know going to pass on or become, you know, removed from the plot. But then if he doesn't become uh, Ascalad's ward, as we see in the, you know, suggested by the OP, that's going to be then a question of how uh, Thorfinn grows up and learns from that, and what ultimately his big takeaway lessons are. After all, I've discussed this already about the idea of nature versus nurture and fighting against it. And as much as I prefer na- the idea of uh, nurture over nature, gotta be careful what's nurturing him. Yeah,
0: it's true. I mean yeah i i expect that this this idea of freedom uh you know can can you can you have it you know can you be your own person uh in spite of the nature and the nurture like uh can you make truly authentic choices um can you find like your own uh, place in the world, whenever the world is consumed by everything that the world in Vinland is consumed by all those things that were, I feel like brought up in episode one, like I'm pretty confident that they will remain and that adult Thor's or older Thor, uh, Thor's Thorfinn uh, at an older age is going to have his own, his, his own kind of struggle with him. Like is what my father said, uh Right about war being it completely unnatural and uh awful enterprise you know i find maybe he finds some kind of meaning uh maybe love blooms on the battlefield uh for (laughs) him um you know uh and, and that's how he's managed to live but he's you know want something more after remembering what it said i don't know there's like a lot of ways it could go but i i'm sure that it's going to come back around to this i'm i'm very very confident
1: yep uh so yeah dark tides ahead pretty much uh, indeed good luck good luck for finn you need it it's all gonna oh, be pretty awful boy yeah anyway, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to to Blinkage and Tulu Bell for offering mm-hmm. their thoughts. Uh, again, if you want to get in on the conversation and ask us direct questions of any nature, be they serious or silly, about Vinland Saga, uh, that is just one of many benefits you get from signing up to our Patreon. Uh, so for as little as $2 a month, you'll get your Discord access, and I'll get you the opportunity to ask questions, and you can get other quality content, like me taking a giant shit over Shield Hero. Just saying. Not just saying. literally.
0: We should put this out there for people that didn't this is not a real thing that we filmed. This is.
1: I'm not. I'm metaphor. not James Wolfe. I'm afraid. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the uh, angry video game nerd. I'm afraid. <laughs> as much as I wish I was. This is a simile. Um. Shouts to you, Jays. By the way. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, anyway. But yeah, uh, that I think otherwise. If you mm-hmm. don't have any more talking points, concludes our discussion of episode three, Troll. You know. Dorados. Which... Trollu. So uh, let's rate. Let's rate the episodes. Uh, Doc, you can go first, my friend.
0: Okay uh i'm gonna give this episode ah damn it i'm struggling with writing backwards i guess i can't do it this time uh all right uh i really really liked this episode like all the previous episodes before it um i think that the show like like episode one might have been a stronger episode in many respects, like technically and world building wise, and like just setting the table efficiently. But it, it's just one of those things that like the more time I spend with characters and in a, in a well done series, mm. the more investment I get. And like this episode, from from what it lacked in all that stuff, like the emotional investment is is going up, up, up. So I'm going to give it, uh, I think the same rating that I gave episode one, I'm going to give it um, uh, uh, four and a half uh, pizza flipping oars out of, out of five.
1: <laughs> yes, well done, my friend, well done. Uh, right, for me, I think, again, like, one of the things I really appreciate about Vinland Saga as we get more and more into it is how detailed it is in terms of not just what characters say. It's not being verbose or, like, you know, overly, like, you know, flamboyant with dialogue or whatever for the sake of it. The detail here is often like, you know, environmental um, or just in the little frames or touches like, say, with is you know, reaction, taking the dagger out or his deep breath <clears throat> in the run up to the, the fight. Little things like that. I always am incredibly impressed by people who take the time when they're creating a work of fiction, be it animated, uh, movie or otherwise, where they will put those things in. Doesn't mean I necessarily got all of them or spied them all, but I appreciate none less. Texturing your work and making it that tactile, in my opinion, is one of the best things you can do apart from just crafting a great script. And the script is great. Um, It's one of those things where even though, you know, the setting is is in Viking times, as you said, the quality of the storytelling means it is kind of, you know, that's the window dressing, that's the time it takes place in. But I appreciate immensely for what's going on with the story for both fours and his struggle for his own soul and the struggle for Thorfin and his and indeed Ari's soul. Like you could argue mm. he's trying to treat uh Ari in the same way as Thorfin, like, you know, as a kind of like a father figure, trying to guide him towards, you know, a better future than the one he's decided wrongly to pick for himself. Um so for everything that I've said, plus just how enjoyable it is in general, and that, like, you know, those little moments of levity and just heart to heart and all that. Uh not as strong as the previous episode in my opinion. Uh, but I will, in the end, uh, give this episode four and a half, you know, closet Vikings out of five. The Kool-Aid Man. <laughs> yeah, Viking Kool-Aid Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is yeah. This is, it's, it's, not ju- it's not a jug, it's a mead horn. <laughs> With legs and arms. <laughs> it's the prototype. And a, the mead man. <laughs> yeah, the mead man. Not, band not yes, as much of a
0: right. ring to it as the Kool-Aid Man.
1: No, sadly not. Sadly not. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you all, everyone, so much for joining us this evening uh, to talk about Vinland Saga Episode 3. Um, we will indeed be back next week to cover Episode 4 what? and whatever the hell goes wrong then. Wait. But in the meantime, if you want to catch up with some... oh Wait! We
0: have polls to update.
1: Oh, God, you're correct. Sorry. All Sorry. right.
0: Final refresh before I read. Here we go. The polls, and there are a whopping five of them, can be found at Watery Desho on Twitter. You have a week to vote. Please vote. It's fun. Um, poll it's number... also
1: mandatory, or I'll come around <laughs> to your house and kick your door <laughs> That's,
0: in. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have all your addresses. Does Ask a Lad write a column in an English newspaper called Ask a Lad? And the choices are, yes, and he's brilliant. Yes, and it's shit. My favorite choice. And nah, it ain't him. And so far, brilliant and shit. Are tied forty four percent apiece in these early days, but mm-hmm. we can agree it seems that he does in fact write this column. Poll two: Should James Earl Jones voice Thor's in the dub?
1: There's only one answer for this. Oh
0: my God, yes is winning, seventy five percent to twenty five, and twenty five percent have voted on the choice no, and I'm a criminal. So, if you vote no...
1: I'm glad at least you admit it.
0: You are are incriminating yourself. Um, Poll 3. Does Helga rule your world? 75% say completely. 25% say mostly. 0% have picked a third choice that they are in denial about it, but ye. Uh, So, again, (laughs) smart fans here in the early voting days. uh, Helga does, in fact, rule, at least mostly, your world. Um, Poll number 4. Bjorn's mushrooms. Bro or bro? Bro, dude. So far, bro is at 100%. Uh, and finally, the, the last poll. Did Thoris find his ore at a local Pizza Hut? 50% say you know it, and 50% say it was in fact Papa John's. <laughs> so those are the there polls.
1: Yep, get in on those polls, folks. Uh, give, you know, dropping your thoughts on that. But yeah, uh, thank you all very much for joining us, as always, with Vinland Saga. We'll be back next week to cover episode four, Woo! as and when that comes out. Hopefully, Amazon don't drop the ball on it this time. I mean, to really say it again, if you are a delivery company that prides itself on delivering on time, you might want to do that. <laughs> that's like, you know, that's like saying, you know, you're a clown and all you can do is talk about accounting, you know. <laughs> do what you mean to do, Amazon, for fuck's sake. Although I suppose they are giving the I can make you laugh. Work for them. But anyway, Just not all the time.
0: Not when you come yeah. seeking a laugh. Then it's yeah. like, well, you know what? You can wait a
1: little bit. You turn up at a restaurant and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I will have the spaghetti meatballs. And you're just like, no, I'm not making it. <laughs> you can have this grilled cheese. <laughs> I've got that. But I ain't making Here's your pasta. Here's a breadstick. I know you fuckers love breadsticks. <laughs> Unlimited breadsticks, bitches. Enjoy. No, okay. Anyway, so but joking, all joking aside, yes, thank you for joining us. Uh, do feel free to check our Patreon, peruse what we've got on offer there. Uh, feel free to subscribe to that, or in general, just subscribe to the channel or to our iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, feel free to leave us a like as well and a review if you do have the time, as it helps our discoverability. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll return next week with Vinland Saga episode four. And as always, everyone, as you know, we're one to do on this podcast every now and again, uh, we'll of course sign off by saying, embrace everyone to the ends of the universe. Have a great night. Fate Unlimited Breadsticks. No.